God's stories continues today, and this is an amazing one that's coming up. A few weeks ago, our student ministry called Boulder, it's our student ministry for 6th through 12th graders, went on a mission trip. And they've been going on mission trips every year for, well, as long as I can remember, it seems. But it's particularly with, with COVID and things, they were navigating, how do we, how do we plan this when you don't even know what's going to change a month ahead of time? Remember those days back in, in the winter and the early spring? And so what they did is they decided to go back to East St. Louis. And if any of you have been to East St. Louis, you know immediately what kind of mission field that is. And they've got a story to share today about how God worked both in them and through them in East St. Louis this past month, I'm going to say. And, uh, and we're going to hear some incredible stuff. I know some stuff that my kids came home and just kind of, you know, my mind on that, that was happening out there. But I'm going to save that for them. I am going to kind of hand this off, though, in just a moment with one other thing, and this is for our younger kids. Rock kids, rock children's ministry for toddlers or infants through fifth grade here. Bible boot camp starts tomorrow. And, yep. <laughs> Bible boot camp is this huge outdoor vacation Bible school experience where, where, where kids are put into squads and they compete at capture the flag and other games and water fights and they learn songs and cadences and Bible stories and they get to meet Jesus as kids. It's kind of like a fan favorite here at FOF and I bring it up now because Boulder students come back who have graduated out of Bible boot camp almost as like junior officers I guess you could say kind of running the squads and amping up the games and everything like that. Hey parents I just want to put it on your grid. If your students are children aren't signed up yet. It isn't too late. You can find Gwen Johnson. If you don't know who she is, you're going to meet her momentarily here. She's our next gen director. You can go back to the rock check-in and like find someone to get help navigating it through. You can go to our children's ministry webpage and I'm told that the, the late registration is still open, that you can register online. You can do it in any number of those ways, but enough talk out of me. Let's get ready for Boulder and we got a video to kick it off. <laughs> Good morning, FOF. As Pastor Dave mentioned, I'm Gwen Johnson. I'm the next-gen ministry director here, which means that I take care of ministry for babies all the way through college students. Uh, and we had just a great time in East St. Louis. I should tell you that this is our, I think, sixth mission trip that we've done over the years. And we visited East St. Louis in 2017. Uh, and as we prayed as a mentorship group, which most of our high schoolers are involved in the mentorship program here, we decided we wanted to go back that we wanted to have some buildup of relational ministry. And as you can see, we really did. Like we were able to really spend time with them. So today, what we're gonna do, because we could talk all day. And at some point, if you really want like some serious stories, sit down with one of these kids and they'll tell you everything that they experienced and they have a lot. But we don't have time for that. So I wanna know what you guys wanna know, we all do. So we're gonna have the text in number up here. So we wanna hear what questions you have for the time that we did our ministry there. You're used to texting and questions. We've done this before, so get out your phone and the text in numbers up here. So if you have a question for us, text it in. To start off, I'm gonna ask the youth to tell us a little bit about Bible Boot Camp in East St. Louis. Who would like to start? Uh, yeah. Hello, for those who don't know me, my name is Ben Gadini, and I like to talk. Um, 
So uh, I would just like to say, for the sake of the Star Wars thing, we said this was the fifth mission trip. Oh, it was the fifth. Well, I, I guess I included our last year where we were home. Yeah, we said if we needed six, we could count it, but if okay. not... Yeah. Also, you should know that I had no idea about the Star Wars yeah. thing that happened. That was 100% our boys' mentorship group. Yes, it was. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so basically while we were down there, we were doing our own specialized Bible boot camp for them. And we went in expecting like 20 kids. And the first day, three showed up. So we were very prepared for a lot of people, and so we had a lot of spaghetti leftovers. <laughs> um, but essentially, we all just broke into, I think, pairs, and basically took control of one different aspect of Bible Boot Camp. So for me, uh, personally, I was with Ava, who is down on the end, She's I think. End, yeah. yeah, down on the end. Uh, we did obstacle course for the kids. Uh, others did arts and crafts, others did story time. Um, but essentially, we'd just go through our day, they'd come, we'd welcome them in, we would uh, do songs with them, that was what the spinning was, the hippopotamus song. <laughs> um, and we basically just walked with Christ with these kids. It was kind of a humbling experience, I would say, because um, personally, I don't work with a lot of younger kids, but this kind of forced me to and doing so, I'm so glad that I did, and yeah. Awesome, all right, our first question is, what was hardest, the hardest thing for you on the trip? Uh, 110 degree weather on Friday. We definitely had that. Feels like every mission trip we have one day that has a heat advisory, we sure did this time. It was, I think it was like 107, it felt like outside, so it was hot. What else, guys, what else is hard? Anyone? Just Ben is talking today? This is the Ben show. I mean, I'll just keep going. <laughs> I know. Listen, I know you will. I know you will. No um, one else has anything that was hard? I have. Oh, Ava something. does. You got to pass. Pass the microphone. There we go. Okay. Um, probably leaving. Yeah. Yeah, there were many tears from pretty much everyone. It is hard, it is hard to leave when you build that relationship. I'm gonna have someone pass the microphone back to Mackenzie, whoever's closest to her. Someone asked the question, what is Good Samaritan? Which is a very valid question that we haven't explained. And I'm just quickly gonna tell you that in 2017 when we went, we visited Good Samaritan, a ministry in East St. Louis, for two afternoons for only a few hours uh, and helped them with a, a vacation Bible school program then. Mackenzie was a youth at that time, went on that trip and then cried a lot when we left. Like Ava said, leaving was the hardest part. But when she went away to college, she's in school close by and she decided to get reconnected and helping with the ministry, which is exactly what we hope happens as people go through Boulder, they get connected in with these people. So she still works for Good Samaritan. So I'm gonna have her tell you a little bit about the ministry. Yeah, so Good Samaritan is a ministry center in East St. Louis, um, more named Washington Park. Um, and pretty much we're just a ministry center who meets the needs of the community. So right now we're focusing on the little kids mainly um, and the adults ages like 55 and up. But obviously if you're in that like middle ages, um, we still hand out lunches and dinners and provide food and we have shower facilities, laundry facilities, and we just opened up our fine arts center, um, which we have, I think, four men teaching teenagers how to just build um, anything, really, like fix anything. Um, it's like a woodworking house. shop. It's yeah. really cool. Yeah, so. Yeah. 
Yeah, and they, the other thing that she didn't mention that they're starting is container homes for some of the people that are homeless in the area. So they have 10 that they're starting with, is that right? They have 15 right now. 15, okay. Yeah. Yeah, so they, they bought land behind the center, and part of what you saw us doing in some of the pictures and videos was painting one of the cont container homes. There it is, yeah. And that was it, the 110 degree day. But we, we painted the container home for them, um, and they've been having people volunteer and work on that throughout as well. So those are some of the big things they have going on. Um, it's an incredible, an incredible place. Uh, it is a, a light in that community. Um, East St. Louis is not an easy place to live or to be, so for sure that Good Samaritan's a, a safe place for them. Um, all right, that was a good question. How about the most impactful moment? Uh, ben. <laughs> all right, uh, so as, uh, for those of you who don't know, Gwen likes doing something called listening prayer. And uh, listening prayer is essentially, when we pray, we treat it as a one-sided conversation. We just talk to God. But a conversation goes two ways. So we need to listen to what he has to say to us. And so uh, we do it every day because it's good to listen to God every day. Mm -hmm. And I would just like to go off the bat and say, I suck at listening. Uh, <laughs> we just go out in silence for like an hour and I would just hear nothing. I would, I literally think it was nothing. Nothing was going on in my mind. And that's rare for me because usually there's something. Um, but I think it was Tuesday Eventually, I got fed up at that point, uh, so I basically screamed at God, shouted at him, saying, dude, what the heck, why aren't you talking to me? And uh, that was the day that I got called into ministry when I thought I was going to be a computer engineer. So, <laughs> yes. I would like to say, it helps to scream at God. <laughs> a lot of people in the Bible did it, I did it, it works. So try it sometime, it's fun. Yeah, so for sure listening prayer is definitely a very important part of our day, something we do every day. What else is impactful, guys, that you experienced? Something that was impactful. So Mackenzie and I both go to Lindenwood University, which is about 35 minutes from uh, Good Samaritan. And something that's really impactful for me and probably you too is that we live on campus in a very suburban area, a very rich neighborhood, and you know, we have all of our needs are net, met and more. Like we just, we live very comfortable lives. And then going to Good Samaritan in East St. Louis and just seeing how these people live and just what their daily life is like is so hard because we're so close, but we're so different, we're so separated. And I think, so yeah, Mackenzie and I both, when we're down at school, go to Good Samaritan very regularly. And it's very hard living your life at college where you're constantly being poured into, constantly being told, like, how can you better yourself? How can you do more for yourself? And then you go over to East St. Louis seeing all of these people that are homeless or don't have proper sewage treatment, just horrible, horrible living conditions. And just being in that and seeing how they have such a difficult time of getting out. If you're there, you're pretty much going to stay living like that the rest of your life. Yeah, one of the stories that impacted me a lot was one of the little kids. We would drive and pick up and drop off the kids every day. So we would see them at their houses um, and, so, and bring them back home. And one of the little boys told us, 
I, you know, my house is that house. It's the white one. And if you would have saw the white, if you would have seen the white house, you would have said, I don't want to live in the white house. Okay, but that was the, the choice house on the block. That was the one that was the better house. And he lived down the road in the not so nice house as the White House, you know? And so for us, that was like a, whoa, I don't want to live in the White House, and that's his dream home. You know, it was a very humbling time. And I know, maybe Leah, you can talk about when we came home. What was it like when you came back here? Sorry. Um, So when I came home, like, everything seemed so much brighter. I saw like the trees seemed greener, the grass seemed greener. It smelled so nice here. Like It's true. Um it smelled like sewage cuz they it was all broken and they had no one to fix it. Um everything there was green. Like all the grass was dead and so when I came home it was kind of like oh this is life that we live and um like everything is so much brighter here. Yeah and much, much more lively and nicer here. The landscape is better, and you wouldn't even think about it, like, um, oh, bushes, that's yeah. nice. <laughs> it's um, true, yeah. yeah. And it was like Technicolor when we came home, that's what I said, it, it did feel that way, it's very different. All right, someone asked about the tree. Can someone talk, that, someone said, I've heard about the tree, what's the tree? Someone wanna talk about their time at the tree? Oh, Michelle's got her hand up. So I was actually going to talk about how something impactful to me was the tree. I mean, it was watching, I mean, watching the students with the kiddos was just amazing. But the tree is this spot in, um, not far from the ministry center, right? Just like a few blocks away, mm-hmm. um, where um, a bunch of men and women gather. Um, ironically enough, it is incredibly shaded there. So even on some of the hotter days, you felt kind of cool. It's you literally a little a, bit of a breeze. It's a tree. And it's a big tree. It is <laughs> seriously like think of like the Lion King and like the Tree of Life. Yeah. It feels like it's that kind of big tree. And there's you know just men and women. They have tables. They have cards. They're just standing there, hanging out. Um, there, yeah. And being around them, like truthfully, I, when we were talking about going to the tree, I was like, oof, that seems a little nerve wracking. Like. These people don't, they're, they're homeless. Um, they have like nothing. Um, and going there, you've, you get nervous. I mean, how many people still get nervous going to Chicago because you're gonna get bombarded by homeless people asking for, for money, for whatever. And you got there and I know we were with Miss Joanne because she's like, you know, so well respected there, but like you felt such a sense of like comfort and welcoming. Like I did not have a sense of fear at all walking, you know, hanging out with these people, talking with them, you know, giving them food. We went back and worshiped with them one afternoon. Like that was just so great to see. And I know that I connected personally with it um, a number of uh, months ago at this point at Boulder, we had done a service where we had these coins, these wooden coins. On one side it said Jesus values them and the other side said Jesus values us. Well, for whatever reason, I had that coin sitting in my car. And it was during listening prayer where once I was with Ben, I was like, this is nothing that's happening here. But all of a sudden I felt called about the tree. And just seeing the, the people, they're like, I, I want them to know that they are valued. Like, Jesus values them. There's so much in them that is important. And um, after we worshiped with them, like right before we left, I um, walked up and handed that coin to, to one of the guys that was there. He's actually one of the guys that walked around like high-fiving all of us because he was all excited that we were there singing with them. And just let him know, like, you're important and I want you to hold on to this because I felt called to just 
pass that on. Yeah. So the tree is, it was such a cool place. Like, I think about that a lot. Yeah, Ms. Joanne talks a lot about how the people that are at the tree are the ones that are going to change the community. And it doesn't feel like that when you meet them, but she's right. Like, they're, they're the leaders in the community. Um, someone asked how your faith has grown as a result of the trip. Particularly think about our two questions that we asked every day. Can someone talk about our two questions? Volunteers? <laughs> ben. All right, so over the trip, we had kind of two essential questions. One was, what does God want you to see? And then, what are your next steps? And so I already talked about it. My faith grew kind of a lot. I mean, I was kind of called into it. Um, but I've noticed on the trip, we talked about kind of just making it a habit. And I took that to heart. And so it just started with read the Bible. So I, every night I read the Bible before I hadn't. And it's surprising how much reading God's word, you hear what God is saying to you. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. It's almost like it's his word. <laughs> um, but yeah, I know that has helped me immensely grow in my faith. And I don't know about others, but I think that was true for others as well. It's true. One of the things that um, this group up here, and, and we have some members that aren't here today, they're on vacation or in camp, um, but one of the things that we've done is created plans that we're all doing together on Bible app, uh, which is really cool because then you're seeing who's doing it. You can be like, hey, I, didn't, I saw you didn't do your Bible today. You know, like you're aware and you're communicating with each other, which is really nice. Any other ways that your faith has grown that you want to share? I guess I'm very talkative, talkative youth today. Um, all right, how about... Someone wants to see the hippopotamus dance, which, you know, yeah, let's go. Do the hippopotamus dance. Doing it with me. All right. Okay, let's go. Stand up, guys. You can do it right where you are. Hippopotamus, let's go. You have to do it with us, though. Yeah, you have to stand up, too. It's a group effort. If we have to do it, you do, too. All right, hippopotamus. All right. We're not actually going to go faster. <laughs> Very nice. There you go. Now, you all know the hippopotamus song now. We will do that at Bible Boot Camp next week as well if you are interested in doing it again. All right. The other thing someone asked is for funny stories, and you have to know that part of the reason we go on these trips, of course, is for the spiritual development of the youth. Of course, it's for ministering to the people that are there, but we would be lying if we said that it isn't also for our group to grow closer to each other as well, to be kind of bond together. Um, there, are, there are a few, but I don't think that we can talk about min the mission trip without talking about Ava rolling down a hill. The whole group rolled down the hill, but Ava found the only hole in the entire hill and went head first in, like feet flopping in the air. She's okay, you're okay. I lost a flip flop though. You lost a flip flop, it went flying. Uh, any other funny stories? What about Banana Man? We should talk about Banana Man. Who's gonna talk about Banana Man? Okay, go Banana Man. <laughs> banana Man. All right, so when I was on the trip, I wore a hat a bucket hat that had a whole bunch of bananas on it and 
I was wearing it every day because it was sunny, and all the kids would call me Banana Man because I would. Then no one of them actually knew my name. They just <laughs> called me Banana Man. That's probably accurate. And they would just like walk up to me like Banana Man, Banana Man, and yeah. so happy to see me every single day. It was. Well, Mackenzie told me yesterday that they still miss Banana Man and are still asking for Banana Man. So, uh, yeah, Banana Man made quite an impact on the children at Good Samaritan. The hat got passed around a million different places, too. I don't even know that you had it half the time. Yeah. <laughs> That's another good one. Any other funny stories you want to share? No, those are the ones I thought of. All right, where do you think God was most evident on this trip? You can say everywhere. I think that's true. Any specific times where you felt like God was really evident? I felt that he was very evident during Bible boot camp because we were just around all of the children and those are the happiest kids I've ever seen. And they don't have a lot. And one day we had a slip and slide and all it was was a hose, a tarp, and some Dawn dish soap. (laughs) That's all it was. And those kids were ecstatic. Yep. They were so happy. And just to see how much joy came from them, from the simplest things you can have. Yeah, that's very true. Uh, someone asked, would you go back there if you could? Yes. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think that we're going to stay connected with Good Samaritan. Our relationships grew very deep when we were there. I can't imagine not seeing them again. One of the things we haven't talked about yet is that we also connected with five early high school boys that came to the center pretty much every day to see us while we were there. They don't have much ministry for the high schoolers right now at Good Samaritan, um, but we had these five boys show up. Does someone want to talk about their time with uh, the boys? I have the mic, so I'm talking. (laughs) Wow. Uh, Ava does too. (laughs) uh, These five junior high high school boys uh, that weren't in Bible boot camp with us, uh, they just showed up one day. They were in school during the day still. That's what it was yeah. then, yeah. Um, and so it was, well, there were two of them there. That's uh, Demetrius and Aaron are in that picture with us. Uh, and there was Josiah, Joseph, and Tony. Lathan. Not Lathan, Tony. Tony, yeah, yeah that's true. Um, but so they would just stop by, and it just started with, hey, do you want to play basketball? And so we said, yeah, because who doesn't like basketball? Um, and so we just played around with them, and I think the first day they didn't really stay at all, but we played a lot of basketball that day, so the next day they came back. And I think that day we invited them inside for dinner, mm-hmm. and we just ate with them, and so it became a pattern for the rest of the week, just, hey, when, are you guys going to be here tomorrow? Uh, they would ask us that, hey, are you going to be here at Good Samaritan tomorrow? We said, yeah. They said, can we come by? Of course. Um, so... It was ministry where we didn't intend to do ministry. That's true. We went there intending to reach out to these elementary school-aged kids during Bible boot camp. And I would say we probably touched those five boys a lot more. Uh, maybe yeah. not a lot more. But, but as much, A for lot sure. as yeah. well. Just, do you want to have dinner with us? Do you want to do Bible devotion with us? Do you want to play basketball with us? Yeah, if they were with us, they did what we were doing. So if we were worshiping, then they were with us worshiping. And they figured out really quickly that if they wanted to be there, they did what we did. And, and it, it was cool to see that develop. And we're talking about ways we can connect them in. Could they come on our fall retreat with us? Is there a way we could stay connected with them? Um, because they did make good friends while they were together, which is, which is really cool. Uh, how many kids were at VBS, somebody asked? 
The first day was three, but by the end of the week, where were we at? So the first day there was um, three kids, and then the second day there was seven. The third day there was only five because two of them had to get their hair done. It's true. And then the last day there was nine, so it felt like a good like grand finale type thing. Yeah, it, it was, it was. They, it grew throughout the time that we were there for sure. Uh, one of the other things that we did while we were there we haven't talked about is landscaping. We did a lot of landscaping. Miss Joanne is the ministry director at Good Samaritan and she called me and she said, I don't want to bother you guys. This is a week before the trip. I know you already have a lot, but we have this landscaping. And I was like, whatever you want us to do, we'll do it for you because we're there. And we actually stayed on site at Good Samaritan Someone want to talk about the kinds of landscaping? I think that maybe Ava should talk about Dan the Man. Um, okay, so. Wait, just like everything with the landscaping? Landscaping and Dan, yeah. Um, okay, so the first, maybe second day, third day, whatever day it was, um, I met this guy named Dan. He was a man, and. <laughs> <laughs> Hence the nickname. <laughs> Then that's Dan the Man. <laughs> and to sum it up, we just became besties. Um, you know, even Dan the Man. We were just like, if there were friends and then best friends, me and Dan the Man were like best friends. <laughs> and he taught me how to pickaxe. So, oh, there he is! Dan the Man! That's Dan the Man. <laughs> he taught me how to pickaxe well because there was like this, like, um, dirt, but it wasn't like dirt, it was like hard. Like, yeah. he tried to like plant in it, like, um, and I don't know. And then he told me that these little things that looked like wasps that could probably murder you, that probably would murder you if they could, they're called mud doppers or something. Yeah. They were terrifying in the mud, but then he was like, don't worry, they will get you. And I was like, oh. <laughs> Dan, dishing out advice, yeah. We did a bunch of landscaping for them that would have taken them a long time to do, and it took us one week to do. So we were able to get their entire project done in the time that we were there, um, which they were thrilled about. Um, and Dan is actually a retired shop teacher, uh, and so he works with teenagers all the time, and now he volunteers there, which is so cool to meet some of their volunteers and connect with them and work with them as well. It was great to see those relationships form too. Um, Really, all, all in all, like this was a very different kind of mission trip for, for us. We usually go to three or four ministries a day when we do mission trips. That's pretty typical for us. And this time, we never really left Good Samaritan. We just poured into this one ministry. And there's benefits both ways. Um, but I think we really, we saw how much we could impact one ministry by spending the entire week there with them. Any other last minute things you want to talk about that we didn't talk about? No? <laughs> uh, like I said, please find them and keep asking them. One of the things we did talk about, and this goes with the spiritual development part, is that you, know, you hear about spiritual highs and then you come back home and it, you know, if you've ever done a trip like this, you know it can happen. One of the ways to prevent that big down is by keeping talking about the trip, uh, remembering what happened. So really do find one of them and talk to them. They'd love to talk to you about it. But before we end, one of the things that we do on mission trip every day, twice a day is worship. Um, and because we're, you know, wherever we are, we usually have one guitar and our voices. And we thought that since we've never done this before at the church, we would share a song that we really like doing worship to on the mission trip. And we, we invite you to worship with us with the song. While Ben gets ready. 
<laughs> uh, we actually have a songbook uh, that we worship from, and we started with, back in the day, probably like five or six songs in the songbook, and it just kept growing and growing and growing, so now there's way too many songs in the songbook because they always want more. All right, are we good? All right, let's worship.
Absolutely incredible, huh? You know, it's, uh, it's incredible for me just to see what God is doing in other people's lives, and especially our students, some of us, our own kids, the impact even just personally of my own son in his senior year deciding to go from this path to this path and hearing the stories of others in the last month where God has been stirring in each of them. Parents, if you have not had the deep soak with your children, oh, have that conversation today about what God did and what they learned and, and what they were impacted by. Those of you who, as Gwen said, might not be related to the ones up here, I'll tackle them, like literally, because that would be cool, after the service today and ask them about it. Guys, thank you for sharing today. It really is incredible. Don't doubt for a moment what God is stirring in your life and the impact that he's not only having in you, but through you. To those people in East St. Louis, but the people even here, today and the people who are listening in with us today. Let's pray for them this morning and what God is stirring. God in heaven, we thank you for Gwen and Tim and our student ministry leadership and the way that they're putting themselves out there to minister to our students here at Fellowship of Faith. Lord, your wisdom guidance and patience, but joy upon them, we pray. We thank you, God, so much for our students who stepped out of their comfort zones and went on this trip, who went into a different culture, a different place, who endured discomfort, allowed you to push them out of that safe space, to do work in the heat, to meet new people, to see, God, that it's not us and them, but just sinners gathered by your grace, whether rich or poor, Northern Illinois or St. Louis, black or white. Oh God, thank you that we get these moments to taste and see, and I pray that the work you've begun to bring it to completion put your hand over Good Samaritan Ministries, that it continues there, full steam ahead, with the perspective and strength and resourcing that they need, the energy, the spiritual mooring that they need, for the receptivity of the community, for the people who gather at the tree to lead the way, and transforming East St. Louis and addressing the poverty and the struggle, but above all, God, bringing the hope of you, Lord Jesus, there. Lord, we pray for us at Fellowship of Faith, though 300 miles away, not disconnected but enmeshed. Guide us as a people, and I pray for the individuals who are listening today, that you stir in them the mission field that you're calling them to, whether two miles away or 200 or 2,000. Lord, you've said through the mouth of our children, we'll often hear the words of your prophecy spoken. May we hear it today. Thank you. And God, we pray in your name. Amen. Amen. Boulder, thank you. Thank you again for leading the way. All right. <laughs>